Hello and welcome everyone to the 14th episode of Talks with Dollar. My name is Rahul Verma and I'm the content and growth lead here at Dollar. Today we have Mr. Varun Sobe Puriya with us to discuss on our today's topic. Dollar is an enabled all-in-one platform that provides customer solutions to Indians to invest better to reach their financial goals. Before Dollar, Mr. Varun Sobe Puriya may work as an uh, investment analyst at Bloomberg and Blackstore and Begun an NISM certified financial advisor as well. He has a distinction uh, degree from in finance and information system from Hong Kong, Univers- Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. Tenogun, I hope you are doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Rahul, and I'm looking forward to this one. So we will get started with our today's discussion. Today's topic is alternative investments option. So first of all, what are alternative investment options? So alternative investments are simply investments that fall outside of your traditional investment options like stocks, bonds, fixed deposits, etc. These can include more newer age options like P2P lending, peer-to-peer lending, fractional real estate investing, or also the more uh, traditional old school ones like venture capital, private equity, arts and collectibles, distressed debt, so on and so forth. The universe of alternative investments is so vast and large that a simple way of characterizing any investment as an alternative investment is simply by thinking of an investment as an alternative which is not a traditional stock, stock, bond, cash, fixed deposit, all of those investments that we typically associate as being asset classes. So that is a simple way of looking what alternative investments are. Okay, what are the some characteristics of alternative investment and how are they different from the conventional and investment practices? So I would say there are broadly four key characteristics that characterize any investment as an alternative investment and that differentiates it from more traditional asset classes. Number one is the low correlation that is that it has with the stock and the bond market. Most of the alternative asset classes that you see available today out there in the market would not move in tandem with the happenings in the stock and the bond market. And the reason for that is, let's say, there is no constant pricing that is available uh, for an asset class, like an alternative asset class, like venture capital or private debt or real estate, right? Just like how stocks and bonds are traded hundreds and thousands times of a day by different investors, whether that's an individual investor or an institutional investor, there is no constant changing of hands in an alternative investment. And that, that that is also because there is no concept of a daily pricing that you are typically used to seeing in a stock or a bond investment. Sometimes the only reference point for a pricing could really be the last price that was paid for a buyer or an investor, or even for that matter, a comparable pricing in the public markets. Number three, I would say these investments typically uh, tend to have a less amount of public disclosure. So what you would be used to seeing the amount of information that is available out there in the market about stocks and bonds, where it is mandated by regulations for all the companies and the issuers to timely disclose financial statements, information, disclosures from time to time. There is no amount of, I would say, a same level of regulation that is applied to alternative investments. And number two, these investments typically tend to be a bit illiquid. 
compared to other asset classes. Again, stocks and bonds are something that you can easily trade pretty much on a daily basis. But let's say when you would like to sell an alternative asset, that is something that can be a bit tricky. So these are the three to four characteristics I would say that you need to keep in mind or something that really differentiates alternative investing from traditional investing. Why should one invest in alternative investment option if they have conventional investment practices? So one of the biggest reasons of investing in alternative assets tends to be the diversification benefits that it provides to an investor's overall financial portfolio. If you would have your traditional 60-40 stock and bond portfolio, you would have gotten battered by the downturn that happened in the stock and the bond markets in the last year. So let's say that maybe could, uh, due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the US-China geopolitical tension, or even for that matter, central banks all across the world raising interest rates at the same time. All of these uh, events put together had a major impact on stock and the bond market. But we cannot really say with the same level of assurity that it had the same level of impact in the alternative assets. So that is one of the reasons why you need to consider having at least a certain percentage portion of your portfolio allocated towards alternative investments due to the diversification benefits that it can provide to your overall portfolio by being lowly correlated to the stock and the bond market. And number two is the potential to give higher returns. While we would assume a normal 10 to 12% return from investing in the equity markets and 7 to 8% return from investing in the bonds market, alternative investments can give returns sometimes as high as 20-25%. Obviously, that comes with its own level of risk and illiquidity, but definitely alternatives still as an asset class tends to provide the maximum potential for giving higher returns to investors over longer periods of time. What are some risks associated with alternative investment options? So, obviously, a lot of the investors today get attracted to the higher returns that are being provided by all of these alternative investment options that you could be bombarded with a lot of the advertisements that you currently see running in the TV. But you really need to keep in mind some of the key risk factors uh, before you decide to invest in alternative investments. Number one, as we talked about, is the low level of information that is available out there in the uh, private markets, right? If you're investing in the public markets, whether that's through stocks in the stock market or even through bonds, all of these companies are required to disclose a certain amount of information. But that is not really the case with alternative investments. Sometimes investments are really made between two private counterparties, which are privately negotiated between both of them. So the price that you pay for an asset really could be a function of what the uh, issuer or the asset class holder in this case is wanting you to pay a price on. So that is something that you really need to consider and need to do your own due diligence before investing into alternative assets. Number two is the universe of alternative investments is so vast and large that even when you have decided to invest into an alternative asset class, you really could get lost. So let's say, for example, if you decided to invest in the startup ecosystem, either you could invest directly by being an angel investor, or you could invest through a managed pool vehicle through a venture capital fund. 
even when you're investing in a venture capital fund, the number and the different types of startups that these VC funds have exposure to won't vary from fund to fund. So you really need to have a good understanding of the intricacies of each of the sector. And even for that matter, intricacies of each of the VC fund manager before deciding which fund you really need to invest in. Number three is the higher illiquidity. Sometimes alternative investments will lock your money for a period of five, seven, ten years. And you would really wouldn't have an opportunity to withdraw your money anytime before that. So that is something that you really need to keep in mind as opposed to investing, let's say, in the stock and the bond market, where your investments are highly liquid. Today, you can get your money redeemed pretty much instantly and have it into your bank account in one to two working days. But that is not the case with, again, investing uh, in the alternative asset class in the private markets, given the potential for higher returns. A lot of these asset classes also locks your investment for a higher amount of time. Definitely, over the last few years, we have seen that illiquidity come down through fractionalized investments that have been offered to investors. But again, that is something that you really need to consider. And number four is the higher ticket sizes. Again, typically, alternative asset classes still as it stands today are more targeted towards HNIs and family offices and big institutional investors since these investment options are definitely higher risk and involves definitely a higher amount of money so it would not be uh i would say uncommon to see alternative investment options having minimum ticket size running in crores and tens of crores right again this is something that has changed over the last few years but the more established uh investment options within the alternative universe still tend to have a much higher ticket size what percent of uh, portfolio should be given to alternative investment options? So again, this is something that a lot of the investors need to keep in mind and ask uh, themselves what percentage of their overall portfolio should they allocate towards alternative investments. So typically we have seen HNI and family office allocate anywhere between 10 to 15%, as high as 40% in alternative asset classes given the muted returns that was at least being provided in the bond markets over the last couple of years, right? But in from the point of being prudent at an individual investor level, our suggestion would be that you should try and keep your exposure anywhere between 10 to 20% from your overall risk tolerance point of view. Because again, we have seen a lot of investors fall into this trap that let's say once they have accumulated a certain amount of corpus, which makes them eligible to invest into an alternative investment fund, whose maybe minimum ticket size starts at 1 crore, but their overall financial asset pool could be as low as, let's say, 2 crores. So having a 50% exposure to an alternative asset is a really, really high number for an individual investor. So try to look at alternative investments from your overall uh, risk profiling point of view, from your overall financial asset pool point of view and try to allocate anywhere between 10 to 15% at best. I think you need to keep in mind the downside that is there from investing in these assets and do not just get, uh, I would say, attracted to the higher returns that are being shown to you in presentations and all of those things. Uh, that is definitely, I would say, a a, uh, a plus point uh, to invest in alternative assets, but also definitely consider risks that are involved when you are considering this asset class.
Thank you, Warren, for letting us know about alternative investment options. We'll be looking forward to boost you in the next episode. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Rahul, and I'm looking forward to the next one.